the keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm excited for this one because I'm going to be talking about who's a lock to make this roster, who's in the mix, who's out. So on the eve of the preseason finale for the San Francisco 49ers, there's going to be decisions to be made as some of these players are going to make the roster. And unfortunately, some of them are going to be moving on. About 70 of these players are going to end up on a on a roster somewhere whether that's on the 49ers as part of the practice squad and the 53-man roster or they're going to be somewhere else looking to compete i know there's lots of conversation about the quarterback but getting this close to the preseason finale and tuesday august 29th's decision on the 49ers roster felt like this was something that had to come out uh this was a conversation that needed to be had so we're going to go through position by position and find out which players are going to be on the 49ers, which ones have to compete in a big way against the Chargers, and which ones that probably just are not going to be able to make this 53-man roster because it is absolutely stacked. I want to start on the defensive side of the ball because uh, the offense gets a ton of attention, and I want to give some attention to the defense. So we're going to start at the cornerback position where there's two locks. Uh, That, of course, is Mooney Ward and Diameter Lenore. And I don't think those come as any surprise to uh, very many 49er fans. If you've watched 49ers football, especially in 2022, you know that Mooney Ward was the 49ers lockdown go-to cornerback and that Diameter Lenore came on the scene in a big way and played at such a high level in the playoffs that you have to feel really comfortable with those two guys. You throw in the fact that Steve Wilkes is talking about playing Diameter Lenore inside at the nickel in certain pass sets, it definitely gives an idea that the 49ers value Diameter Lenore in a multitude of different ways. So these guys are an absolute lock. They will definitely be on the 49ers 53-man roster. After that, it's definitely uh, less decided. There's several players on the 49ers cornerback room that are going to be in the mix. Isaiah Oliver, who the 49ers brought in as an undraft or in free agency, uh, has been up and down a little bit. I thought he's played good enough to make this 49ers roster. And I think Steve Wilkes recent comments about him playing the big nickel role and playing against tight ends is definitely something that makes me think he's going to make this football team. Uh, But I don't think it's really clear right now that he's absolutely 100% a lock uh, to make this team. And you have to be a lock to be in that category. So Isaiah Oliver in the mix, Ambry Thomas, who got the start last week against the Denver Broncos. I thought he's looked pretty good, but he also got burned deep on a double move in a situation at the end of the half where you have to know that they're going to try to take a shot. If they want to throw the ball underneath and you rally to make a tackle for a field goal opportunity, you let that happen. You just can't get bit, be deep in that situation. And I think sometimes Ambry Thomas uh, doesn't exactly process those types of things the best, but I will say this, his improvement from 2022 to 2023 has been huge. 
And I think Ambry Thomas is in the mix. I would actually be very surprised if he doesn't make the 49ers roster in 2023. Sam Womack, who was a starting nickel corner for the 49ers in 2022, before he was demoted in favor of Diameter Lenore, seems to be in the mix. And I thought with his recent performance against the Denver Broncos, edge closer to being a lock. You can't put Ambry Thomas and you can't put Samuel Womack as a lock right now because of some of the players that are behind them. Not to mention, we don't know what the decision is going to be about a player like Isaiah Oliver. The 49ers elect to keep him as the big nickel and do a, a balanced movement between uh, Oliver and Lenore. Then you're, Oliver's going to make this team. It's going to make it more difficult for one of these other cornerbacks to make it. Staying in the mix for the 49ers is undrafted free agent Deshaun Jameson out of Texas. He's done enough to stay in the mix. I do think the hype surrounding Deshaun Jameson has kind of started fading away a little bit. I thought there was huge hype for him against the Raiders, and that sort of went away a little bit against Denver because right now he's being steady. He's a steady hand in the secondary. He's always where he's supposed to be. Does he struggle a little bit in run fits? Yes. Has he done enough? Has he made enough plays to be on the 49ers 53-man roster? Right now, I, I think he's right on the edge. He's teetering. He needs a good performance in this finale against the Chargers, and they have some really good receivers. I don't know if he's going to get an opportunity to go against you know, a Keenan Allen or some of the big-time players for the Chargers, but if he does, I would love to see how he performs in those types of situations. So uh, to me, Deshaun Jameson is on the edge. And there's two other guys who are nickel corners uh, with Q Knight. I think he's in the mix, and he's put himself in the mix because of his versatility. It, I think a week ago against the Raiders, you would have kind of thought, hey, Q Knight, even though he's explosive, he's fun to watch, he plays with great instincts, uh, he looked like he was on the outside looking in. But the fact that they've had him playing free safety, they've had him play nickel corner, and they express that all the things that he can do on the field and the fact Steve Wilkes really likes him, I think gives him a shot to stay in the mix. Now, he's going to need a lot more than 14 reps to be able to prove that against the Chargers. If he has another 14-rep outing, that means the 49ers don't see him as a legitimate option to make their 53-man roster, in which case he will definitely be a practice squad candidate. I think that is probably where we're headed with Q Knight, even though I would love to see his versatility uh, make this roster because I think he adds a little bit more than some of the other players that we're talking about in this cornerback room. Also, A.J. Parker has done a very good job in the nickel, but if Isaiah Oliver makes a team, A.J. Parker doesn't. And so it's that clear. So it's going to be one or the other, and I think right now A.J. Parker is not on the outside looking in, but he's definitely close to that category, and he hasn't done anything wrong. He's played well. He's just in a room that has tremendous talent. So we'll see what happens with Parker. I think Parker could be a legitimate option for the 49ers on their practice squad. He may even get claimed by another team because cornerback depth is hard to come by, and he's a guy that's played very solid over the last uh, couple of weeks, and he looked good in training camp as well. Now, I had two players that I listed as out at the cornerback position. These guys I can't foresee making the roster, and I don't really think anything they do against the Chargers is going to do that. So they're going to try to put out good film, potentially get an opportunity around the league, or try out for the 49ers as far as showing them what they can do and make their practice squad, and that is Trey Swilling, and that is Nate Brooks. And, of course, Nate Brooks came on the scene a little bit late, 
Uh, the 49ers signed him after they had a couple of injuries to veterans like Anthony Everett and uh, and Mitchell as well. So they've had some movement at the cornerback position, and I think, unfortunately, for Brooks and Swilling, uh, they're just not in the mix, and they're going to be out. So that's two players uh, not really competing. And I'll go over the total amount of guys who are locks, uh, guys. In fact, I could do that right now. Let's let's talk about that. We're going to have 34 locks, 35 players in the mix, and 18 out. So uh, you know you've got 35 guys you know that are competing to make this roster. It's for 19 spots. 35 guys for 19 spots. It's going to be interesting to see how it ends up playing out. Well, let's go to the other secondary position, and that's safety. You got Talano Hufanga, who's a lock. You've got Deshaun Gibson, lock. You got rookie Jair Brown, lock. And I got a fourth lock. I think this room is pretty much summed up because I think George Odom is going to be a lock. The only reason that I left any players in the mix is I left Taylor Hawkins in the mix. And even though we have four locks, there shouldn't be anyone in the mix. The reason I did... Not only has Hawkins played absolutely fantastic during the preseason, he has been spectacular all over the field, making plays. He looks like he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. He's a consummate professional, and he's still a young player. I think he's still in the mix, and here's why. I don't know the status of George Odom. I don't know if George Odom ends up making this 53-man roster and they bring Taylor Hawkins in at some point. So I left Taylor Hawkins in the mix because I know how much the 49ers really like him in the secondary, how much Steve Wilkes thinks of him, and just how steady his play has been all throughout the preseason. So uh, Hawkins still in the mix, uh, even though I think it's a long shot right now for him to make the team. And it's unfortunate because I think he's a good player. And I think in 2024, you know, when some of these guys move on, George Odom's going to be a free agent. Potentially, Deshaun Gibson could retire. That's when Taylor Hawkins would make sense for the 49ers. But will he still be involved with this organization? I think that's something to monitor as we leave uh, training camp, we leave the preseason, and we get into the regular season, how this practice squad ends up looking. And I have one player out at the safety position, and it's kind of surprising, but Miles Hartsfeld, who was the big free agent that Steve Wilkes brought with him from Carolina, and he talked about it being an extension of him on the field, bringing over his philosophy in the secondary. But I think it's a lot like a space shuttle. Just kind of imagine when you see the space shuttle go up in the air, and then all of a sudden it gets to a certain point, and it, and it, it drops off part of its uh, gas tanks and things that helped get it to where it needed to be in space. And I think that's what Miles Hartsfeld was for this 49er secondary. And now he can drop off, and they can con continue to soar to new heights. So I think he's done his job. Has he done enough to be on the practice squad? That I don't know because the 49ers are going to want to keep young guys like Hawkins and Quantrez Knight potentially on their practice squad. That might not leave a spot for Miles Hartsfeld, who hasn't really played up to the level at which he was expected to. And so we'll see what happens with Hartsfeld. I wish him nothing but the best. I think he's come out and competed, and I definitely think he's helped this team develop. But the 49ers are going to move on from Miles Hartsfeld. At the linebacker position, I think it's clear uh, who the you know the top guys are in the room, and maybe there's a little contention about who I put as number three. But Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, I think are absolute locks. And then I put Oren Burks as a lock. And I think he's the starting Sam Backer week one in Pittsburgh. I know he's been dealing with the knee sprain, but I have no concerns about him playing linebacker with Warner and Greenlaw. And also, just how good he is on special teams. 
That's the reason Odom's a lock. I think that's the reason Oren Burks is a lock. Because as good as a player like Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is on special teams, Oren Burks is just better. And he's also a better linebacker. So Oren Burks is a lock for me. And I had a fourth lock at the linebacker position. And I didn't think I was going to say this, but the play that I've seen so far from Jalen Graham, there's no way the 49ers can turn a blind eye to his talent and what he could be. The fact that he's been able to be the Mike linebacker, understand the calls, communicate the calls and the changes to the rest of the defense. He's grown leaps and bounds, showed physicality, showed instincts. Uh, he's a player they can build with. They cannot let Jalen Graham go. So I think he solidified himself as a lock at the linebacker position. So I've got the 49ers with four linebackers on lock. I have three linebackers that are in the mix, and that's Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, who I just mentioned. And I think, you know, a lot of years he would have been considered a lock because of his special teams prowess and how close he was with the rest of the linebackers. But I think with these young upstarts coming in, they put him in the mix. I think he has a chance to make this team. They value uh, his understanding of the defense, his special teams play. But right now, I think he's in a severe competition with a couple of guys that are looking to take his job. And if the 49ers feel they want to go with upside, uh, that could mean Demetrius Flanagan Fowles ends up not making this roster. But he's definitely in the mix. We'll see what happens with the Chargers and what the 49ers decide. But the other guys in the mix are young players, Marcelino McCurry Ball in his second year. He's been getting a lot of snaps during the preseason. And then the 49ers' six-round pick out of TCU, D. Winters, who has showcased his speed athletic ability, and ability to be good in coverage. That is something I've really liked about D. Winters is his coverage ability, and he's still getting better as far as run fits. I think he's still trying to understand this defense, but being one of PFF's top five coming out of the last game in his limited snaps, I think is a good sign. The problem is, just like I said about Quantrez Knight, those snaps need to go up. We need to see more of D. Winters to think he's got a legitimate chance to make this roster. Now, if they're considering him the sixth linebacker, they're not really counting on him to play in games anytime soon, which means it's a stash thing. They can use him on special teams. And whenever you have athletic ability like D winners and tackling ability like D winners, he's a prime candidate for special teams. And maybe that ends up being the reason he makes the team over a veteran like Demetrius Flanagan fouls at the linebacker position. I had two guys that are out. Uh, I had Curtis Robinson, I just think as far as the young guys and DFF have outplayed him, I don't think he has a chance to make this team now, even though he's good at special teams and he's, he's a solid linebacker. I don't think he's reached the level of the rest of the guys to make this 53-man roster. And I think Jalen Graham coming on definitely makes it a little bit tougher for him to make this roster. And then Kaiva Tizino, uh, the 49ers brought him in late after the tryout in, in training camp. And I enjoyed watching his uh, his tryout, and I thought he's done pretty good. Uh, he came out, you know, of the USFL, and he's done a pretty good job. But um, he's not going to make this roster. The, the roster at linebackers is absolutely stacked. So two guys that are probably not in the mix to make this: Curtis Robinson and Kaiva Dezino. And you know that's tough, but that's kind of how the NFL goes. Now let's talk about defensive end, which is uh, one of the last positions we're going to talk about. Of course, we have defensive tackle as well that we're going to have to go through on defense. But uh, you've got Nick Bosa. Of course, he's a lock as long as he signs his contract extension, which John Lynch's recent comments on KMBR aren't exactly making me feel comfortable about this. And uh, Jay Hill had said on the A. Hill show last week that he had some concerns. 
And now those concerns seem to be more relevant. I thought we would get to a point where this had to happen. It would happen so far. It hasn't. So Bosa not in camp, but I think he's a lock to make this roster unless he holds out. Then the 49ers will have an extra roster spot to play with. Let's just hope that doesn't happen. Two more locks at the defensive end position are Cleveland Farrell and Drake Jackson. Those two guys have done enough. Yes, Drake Jackson has been hurt for a lot of the preseason, but he was showing out at training camp. He showed the athletic ability, put in the effort during the offseason, putting on close to 15 pounds of muscle. Uh, he was built for this, and we'll see how these guys go. When it comes to the the next guys, the guys that are in the mix, you got Kerry Hyder, who I think has done a really good job, and we know Coach Chris Kassarek can really count on Hyder. And so Hyder's definitely in the mix to make this roster. In fact, I think he has an inside track. My questions with him is, will he be on the first initial 53-man roster, or will they do what I have been suggesting and release him with the thought that he's going to come back once they make a corresponding move, moving somebody to IR to free up the roster spot for Hyder, so that way they can keep more than uh, the number of players that they're able to keep on Tuesday at 53. So that would be one way that I could see Hyder being released. Uh, if he's on the roster, it's no shock because Kerry Hyder has played very well. He's good against the run, and he can rush the passer. Also in the mix, Austin Bryant, 49ers bottom over for the Lions. I think he's looked explosive. Uh, he's played better against the run than I anticipated. So I think he's done enough to be in the mix. And I think a lot of whether he makes this team or not is dependent on what they think about other player in the mix, Robert Beal, and how they go about handling Kerry Hyder. But I think Austin Bryant would be someone they would like to have on this roster. Let's see if they can keep him. It's going to be a lot of moving parts. I had Robert Beal Jr. We just haven't seen a lot of him. Is he going to play in the game against the Chargers? We don't know. He's been dealing with a hamstring. He had pads and was in pads before the Denver Broncos game, yet he didn't play in the Broncos game. If he does not play against the Chargers, my thought process is Kerry Hyder's getting released. The day after, Robert Beal's being put on IR and Kerry Hyder's re-signed to the roster. That's just my thought process on the whole thing, and it could be the case. If he plays, uh, then you know he has a shot to make the active 53-man roster, but we won't know that until Friday night. Three players who I think are out, uh, and it was, it was tough, but Alex Barrett, who had come on the scene this year and done a really good job after being a practice squad player for the 49ers for a few years, um, I just don't think he's done enough to make this active 53-man roster. I think there's too much talent ahead of him, and so I think Alex Barrick is out. Uh, Breland Speaks, who they brought in late, I believe he is still out, and Ladarius Hamilton, uh, who they brought in over the last week once Taco Charlton went down, I think he is out as well. So uh, those three guys I don't think have a legitimate shot to make the roster. They could be competing for a practice squad spot, and of course just to put good tape out there, and show the rest of the league. At defensive tackle, you got three locks. You got Eric Armstead, you got Javon Hargrave, you've got Javon Kinlaw. Uh, you're not moving on from Kinlaw, the salary cap uh, implications to that. You just don't do it. Plus, he's got a really good training camp. I think they're excited about his potential. Those three are locks. Then in the middle, there are four guys that are in the mix to compete for what could be one or two uh, positions. And that is Kevin Givens, who, uh, after hearing Steve Wilkes talk this week, I believe has the heads up on the position. And he's been with the 49ers for a few years now. They feel comfortable with what he provides. So I think Kevin Givens has got one toe over, uh, but not com completely in the lock category. 
Then you've had guys who stepped up recently, Marlon Davidson and T.Y. McGill. I thought Marlon Davidson has looked very, very good in his two preseason matchups. I think the four yards would like to keep him. Just can they? Uh, you might want to keep more guys on the edge. You know, the odds are someone like Marlon Davidson or T.Y. McGill would be available to you to put on your practice squad. And McGill was a player the 49ers had on the practice squad a lot in 2022. So both of those guys are good. I think with a really good showing, they could help their case. And I think in a lot of ways, Marlon Davidson has outplayed Kevin Givens during the preseason. But does that carry enough stock with how good Kevin Givens has played over the last couple of years. So I think they, he's been somebody they count on. And when you play against these zone schemes and you got to move, uh, he's one of the better movers. But that's where Marlon can ma Davidson can match him. The other one that's in the mix that's interesting is Kalia Davis. He just came back from a hamstring injury. He suffered about three or four days into training camp. And he is an explosive player who used to play linebacker at the University of Central Florida. And now he's playing defensive tackle at over 300 pounds. And the 49ers put, on, put him on the NFI, which is the non-football injury list, for the entire 2021 season. And now he was hurt again. How do the 49ers go about Kalia Davis? Do they play him in this game against the Chargers? Or is he another player that the 49ers hide, don't play, try to sneak him through waivers to get to the practice squad? I think this is going to be an interesting one. And we'll see how the 49ers handle it. But that could be a reason... Uh, the 49ers keep five interior defensive linemen. Maybe they want to keep Kalia Davis. They're worried about losing him, and then they put him on IR. So there's going to have to be some finagling to be able to keep the players you want to keep. We'll talk about a lot of that when we get to the offensive side of the ball as well. And then I had one player that will not be on the 49ers roster, in my opinion, in, uh, as of you know Tuesday, August 29th, is that Spencer Wagey. I, I, just, I don't think Spencer Wagey's done enough, the undrafted free agent. Came in with a lot of hype, and I think he has a lot of ability, uh, but it just hasn't translated yet. He gives up too much ground in the run, and he's just not capable of anchoring yet against a lot of these pro teams. So, uh, waging more development, will that development happen on the 49ers practice squad? I don't know yet. We're going to find out here pretty soon, uh, but overall, I think Wagey is is going to be out. And, uh, you know, that's unfortunate. I think he's a good player, but the 49ers have a talented defensive line, and it's just tough to make an NFL squad uh, you know, at this point in your career. On offense at the quarterback position, Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold are locks. After the recent news about Trey Lance being quarterback three, uh, Brock and Sam become locks. And then in the mix is Trey and Brandon Allen. And before this, I would have put Trey Lance as a lock as well. Uh, but the conversations with John Lynch talking about Trey Lance, you know, potentially seeking a trade or there being a trade out there, that would put Trey in a better situation. Um, I think is you know makes him in the mix and not a lock. But I think with him playing in the preseason game, there's always the chance he could be on the 49ers roster for 2023 or at least most of 2023. And so I got him in the mix. And when it comes to Trey Lynch, you just never know. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't supposed to be on the 2022 49ers, and he was. So maybe Trey Lance ends up being on the 2023 49ers as well. At the wide receiver position, we got four locks, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, and Ray-Ray McLeod. And maybe there could be some arguments about Ray-Ray McLeod, but I think it's clear he's the number one return guy for the 49ers. Once he's back from injury, he's going to be getting back to that. And the other guys are just, you know, bona fide studs at their position. So we have a bunch of guys in the mix. And where it gets interesting 
is I have I have five guys that are in the mix, but I have three guys that I put in my yellow category, and I have two guys that I have an orange. So they're not quite out, uh, but they're definitely on the outside of in the mix. Danny Gray, I believe, is in the mix, and I do believe he's going to make this roster, but I don't want to make it a lock because he has been injured, and the Fournier's haven't decided what they're going to do with the injured wide receiver. If I had to guess, he's going to be on the active 53-man roster, and then they're going to put him on IR and bring somebody else back. Ronnie Bell, with the way that he's played, I think he has earned a spot, but I don't want to say it's set in stone because of the decisions the Fournier's are going to have to make. So he's not a lock, but he's definitely trending in the right direction be able to make this team Chris Conley I think Chris Conley uh, has done enough to make the team but with all the decisions that have to be made I think the 49ers pull a little bit of a move and they put Danny Gray on the IR after they've cut Chris Conley he doesn't have to clear waivers he's just released and then they bring Chris Conley back and he's on the active 53-man roster for the 49ers until they have to make a decision on Danny Gray or Ray McLeod, but that'll be down the road, four games, six games, whatever it ends up being. Willie Sneed, I think he's a prime candidate to end up on the 49ers practice squad and handle uh, return duties for week one versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think his ability is veteran leadership to be able to do what he does on special teams makes him a prime candidate, and I think, uh, I think they'll just feel comfortable with him. Uh, Coach Snyder will feel comfortable with his abilities to catch punts, to handle kickoff duties, and he can fill in nice for McLeod there. And then he also blocks very well. Uh, so they could have Conley and Sneed early on in the year helping the team. I think Sneed more via the practice squad, and then Conley back on the 49ers 53-man roster the day after cuts. So that makes sense, but I think he's in the mix, and I don't want to count him out just in case they decide to go a different route. And then Tay Martin, I, I got to keep him in the mix, even though I don't believe he's going to make the 49ers 53-man roster. I just think I've seen a lot from him, whether it's you know the toe drags or catching the football or competing on special teams. He's in the mix, but he's in the orange category. Same with Snead, where they're more likely to be out than to be in. Uh, but I kept him in the mix, at least through this game. After this game, I might firmly put him out when I make my uh, predictions on the final 53-man roster for the 49ers. And then Isaiah Winstead, I believe, is out. I just don't think he can make this team. I like the player, but I think he's a couple years away as far as development. And then Anthony Miller, who the 49ers just signed, I think he could be in the mix to be on the practice squad and handle those return duties if it's not Willie Sneed. Uh, but Miller's got a lot of explosiveness. I hope he gets a run against the Chargers because he's fun to watch, but he's recovering from an injury last year. And he hadn't signed with any team, so I think the 49ers think they could get him on the practice squad and potentially fill out some depth at the wide receiver position with Anthony Miller. At running back, I got five locks. I got everything filled up. I have nobody in the mix. So I got Christian McCaffrey. I got Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Ty Davis-Price, and Kyle Juszczyk as locks. They are filling up the entire running back room. It's a done deal. Uh, I think the injury, Jeremy McNichols, made that easy. McNichols out. Uh, Brian Hill, who they just signed, out. And he was on the 49ers practice squad in 2021. There's a chance that could happen, even though I believe McNichols is the most likely for the practice squad once he recovers from his hamstring. And then, unfortunately, Jack Coletto. I just don't think the 49ers have the room to be able to maneuver him onto the active roster. So Coletto will be out and more than likely probably claimed on waivers from another team. And that's unfortunate because I think he's a nice young player 
that you know could eventually have taken over for Kyle Juszczyk, but we may never know. Now, if he gets to the practice squad, that's great. But I think the 49ers are really rolling the dice, but I don't think they have a another way to do it. Like, this is just how they have to go about it. Coletto just can't overtake Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk is just too good at everything he does. So the way we had everything on lock for running backs, when it comes to tight end, we have one lock, George Kittle. Uh, everybody else is in the mix. Charlie Warner, uh, Ross Dwelly, Troy Fumagalli, Braden Willis, Cameron Latu, all in the mix. I think that this one's going to come down to the last day. I think the 49ers are going to have to figure out whether they can run the chance of waving Charlie Warner. And if Charlie Warner gets waved, you know, he may get claimed by somebody looking for a blocking tight end, but they might have to run that risk. And I think whoever ends up getting released or waved, if the 49ers keep, let's say the 49ers keep three, Kittle, Latu, Willis. I think there's a likelihood that one of the other three, Fumagalli, Dwelly, or Warner, end up being tight into week one in Pittsburgh. I think it's one of the most interesting things, but I don't think the 49ers want to lose Latu or lose Willis and waving them, you know, creates an opportunity for them to get picked up where releasing Fumagalli, releasing uh, Ross Dwell, you don't have to worry about them getting claimed, only mm. signing uh, free agent contracts. So I think that that could be the way to go. The 49ers could keep four tight ends. Uh, that with the way the roster's being constituted, they might have to only get three tight ends to have room for everybody else. At tackle, I got two locks to make this roster. Brent Williams, Colton McKivitz. I think those guys, the starters, are locks, and then I think there's a real battle for that third tackle spot. Could could the 49ers ultimately keep four tackles? Yes, I think that's a possibility. But right now in the mix, Jalen Moore, Matt Pryor, Leroy Watson, and Il Manning. And I think Il Manning is kind of the longest long shot of the, th of the players that we talked about for the mere fact of his size uh, and also just the fact that right now he's still getting 13 reps. If he gets second-team reps, he jumps somebody a little bit, gets extra reps against the Chargers. I think this is a more legitimate conversation. But right now, I would say Jalen Moore, Matt Pryor are the leaders in competing for that swing tackle job. And then I think Leroy Watson, then Il Manning. I, I think I like Il Manning's abilities, but I believe the 49ers think uh, they can wave him and get him to the practice squad. And that's probably what they'll end up doing. Same with Leroy Watson. So I think it comes down to Pryor and Jalen Moore, and we'll see who ends up playing better. But I think it's a close competition. Ultimately, I think the 49ers would love to keep all four players, but we'll see if they can do that. And then uh, the guy out is Alfredo Gutierrez. He will likely end up on the 49ers practice squad with the exemption as the 49ers 17th player on the practice squad. At the guard position, you've got three locks. you got Banks, Burford, and Feliciano. I think those guys are locks. They're going to be on the roster uh, so that right there alone, you know, will give you an idea that who the 49ers top six offensive linemen are with me believing Feliciano is the only non-starter who's a lock. When it comes to in the mix, it comes down to me, Nick Zakel versus Jason Poe. And I think right now those guys are neck and neck. I would give a slight advantage to Nick Zakel. He's got the size. He put on the extra weight. Uh, to me, he improved from week one to week two. I think Nick Zakel is somebody the 49ers still value. So I would give him the heads up in the battle because he's got the, the right size and speed and athletic ability. Uh, but I'm not counting out Poe yet. I just think that sometimes his length and, and things get to him. So 
Uh, it's going to be a real battle, and both of those guys are going to get significant reps against the Chargers on Friday night. And out at the guard position is Joey Fisher. I, I think Joey Fisher has a lot of strength. He has a lot of speed and athleticism, and he looks pretty good. Uh, but I think he's got a long way to go as far as development of technique. And I think he's going to continue to grow, and maybe the Foreigners can get him and a player like Il Manning on the practice squad, and they could develop him with Chris Furster. I think that'd be really great. So we'll see if this means the end of Joey Fisher with the 49ers. I just don't think he can make this 53-man roster. I don't even think he's in the mix right now. At center, I think it's Jake Brendel. He's the lock to make the team. And then his backup, of course, is John Feliciano. So uh, Brendel a lock, Feliciano a lock. I think Feliciano's the first guy at a center and both guard positions. And then the two guys who have been handling center snaps uh, in the second team and the third team uh, when Feliciano is out is Ben uh, Keith Ishmael. I believe he's out. And I believe Corey Luciano, he's out. And so the 49ers, you know, go with those guys. So uh, we kind of went through now the entire roster talking who's in and who's out. I don't think there's any big surprises right now. I would say that there's a couple of guys I kept in the mix that maybe I believe are more out than other people believe are out. Uh, but I think that sometimes I just want to leave it open just in case because I, you know, I could have easily put Tay Martin and Willie Sneed as out and not in the mix. But I don't know how the 49ers are going to look to build this roster early on against Pittsburgh. And so until then, I got to kind of keep these guys open. And I think it's, you know, right now it's kind of the 49ers are sitting in a good spot because they have a lot of competition going, but they have 34 locks for this roster. Uh, so, yes, there's 19, 19 spots open, but that's not a lot. But you got 35 guys in the mix, which means you have 35 guys who have played NFL-caliber football. And that's ultimately what you're looking for is competition, and that's what the four years are getting. So Friday is going to be fun. We're going to look forward to watching all the guys that are in the mix and seeing how they can compete and how they can make this San Francisco 49ers roster and then, of course, by the time we get to Tuesday, you know, it's all going to happen. They cut from 91 all the way down to 53, and it we'll see who makes the Niners roster, how this team is constituted, and they'll start gearing up for Pittsburgh. So we're almost through the training camp preseason portion of the NFL season and moving on to games. And, boy, I can't wait. I can't wait for September 10th and Pittsburgh. If you're watching, thanks for watching. Like and subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it you're listening on Believe, 49ers Cutback on Believe, uh, give it a five-star rating. It's available on all audio platforms from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Pods, wherever you listen. I really appreciate that as well. And then, of course, you can download the PSF app. It's coming out for Android really soon, but it is available uh, for Apple. And you can go on there. There's a 49ers chat room. You can interact with me. And then There'll be weekly red and bold episodes with me and Mark Adams from 49ers Web Zone and 49ers Camelot. And we will be doing a weekly show on the live stream or on the live chat. You can check those out. Plus, we'll be live streaming during the games, during the season. And you can get Manning kind of game cast style commentary from us. Interact with us in the chat. It's going to be a lot of fun. So join all that. And of course, Patreon, 49ers Cutback, Patreon. You can go check it out. There are shows weekly of Ant Hill, Slightly Offsides, the number one watch show on Patreon, Big Yikes. Check that out. And film breakdowns. I'm going to be doing all 22 film breakdowns all throughout the year. It's going to be a really fun one. Thank you guys all so much for watching. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe.
and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.